Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. I am she, she is me, and we are here. Now look, let me let y'all know right now, because you might be thinking, ooh, Olivia, you sound like Fred G. Sanford. I know. I'm suffering over here, but I'm trying to work it through. I'm telling you, these colds and this weather, you just... But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What is it that you need in this life? I'm going to say good health because you can have the wealth, you can have the job, the husband, the family, the car, the house. But if you don't have your health, it's a it's a wrap. So today on this podcast, hopefully, and I'm more than confident that you're going to get some information here today that you can definitely use and pass on to someone else because, you know, the holidays are coming up sitting around Thanksgiving, you can share this information that I'm about to put down on you today. Because joining me on the podcast is a woman, she's multi-talented, okay? First of all, she's a New York best-selling author, okay? Let's put that out there. Um, She at one time used to be a publicist for Celebritize, but now, now she is enlightening the world about health, health, healing, naturally is Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire. Hello. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. I am so happy that you're here and you have to excuse me. I may have to dip off the mic to get my cough on, but I just want to let you know that I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, Fortunately for me, my mother, I would say she's 86 years old. She was way before her time. But growing up, she used to give us these supplements and powders and mixtures and, you know, from her grandmother. And we used to think she was a nut. But now here's some years later, we see that it is the talk healing naturally. And you are a doctor of naturopathic medicine. Did I say that correctly? You said it correctly. I am a naturopathic doctor. And you know what? Your mother had it right. I call that grandma's hands. Yes, indeed. She used to talk about how her grandmother used to take dandelions and make, you know, these different drinks and tonics. We would always have to swallow the cod liver oil. I will never forget. But you know what? I don't ever remember being sick when I was a kid as much as I am now. So let's get into it. First and foremost, I'm trying to figure out how did you go from publicist to best-selling author to what you're doing right now, enlightening the world about healing health food and making the right choices for your body. Okay. Well, I am a writer by trade, Olivia. I have always been the girl who wrote the school plays, wrote for the newspaper, for the yearbook. In fact, do you remember Ebony Junior Magazine? I do. I do. I won a writing contest when I was 11 with Ebony Junior. Yes. And then it was interesting because I went on to work for WJPC, the amazing AM95, which is Johnson's station, which owns Ebony and Jet and Fashion Fair. And then in college, I was always writing, always producing, 
And I heard a speech in high school, actually, by my dear friend, Cindy Rogers, who gave a persuasive speech about becoming a vegetarian. I was so inspired. I went to the lunchroom the very next period, ordered a grilled cheese on rye, and went home that night and told my mommy, I'm never eating meat again. And she said, help yourself. There's some salad in the refrigerator. And then I went to get a job at GNC. Wow. And that's how I, so I've always been a health aficionado. In fact, my friends call me a health nut and I'm, I'm, I'm too much. I'm, I'm so extra, but I attribute my healthy life and my healthy lifestyle to all of those healthy things I've done for so many years. Mm. Well, you know what? Be a healthy nut, be a healthy nut, be about the, uh, you know, encouraging those to, Take their natural healing seriously, because now we have been bombarded by the pharmaceutical industry. We all know how, you know, they move, how they lobby in Congress to get things, you know, to pass through. And people, I really think they do more research on cars and homes and hair and nails. But the most important thing, which is your body, we just don't put in the time and the effort. So what do you think are some of the things that people have grown up thinking were right that turns out was probably the worst thing for you, for your health? <laughs> some of the things that I know are the worst things for your health are white flour, mm. white bread, white rice, white sugar. All of that white stuff, because if you've ever been down south, my friends, you know that sugarcane is brown. And if you've ever romped around in a wheat field, wheat is brown. But right on the package of the flour bag, it says bleached flour, enriched bleached flour. So here's my question, Olivia. At what point did we ever think that taking one sip of bleach was okay? Right. Yet it is in foods. It is reason why rice is white, unless it's basmati, which is a grain. Other than that, all of those Uncle Ben's in them, they are wrong, 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 mm. wrong for bleaching that rice. And Wonder Bread is a problem. So those are some of the things that we grew up on that are just absolutely thumbs down. Mm. You know, I remember because we grew up eating this brown bread and we could never understand why mama always made us eat this brown bread. And one day she took a piece of white bread and put water on it. And paper mache. I couldn't believe it. You couldn't and believe I'm it. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that is in your body. So that really blew my mind to just see that that's what's going on and you put in your body. I love your mama now because... <laughs> I'm going to tell you, listen, here's the thing. We were healthier for all of those old time remedies. You know, your grandmother, your auntie Nem, they opened that back door, snatched, snatched some stuff out of the ground, put it in a pot, boiled it up, made you drink it. You pooped like crazy, but you felt so much better afterwards. Why? What was that? That was nature. That was God's pharmacy. That was utilizing, working alongside with nature instead of defying it. Absolutely. And it seems to me, thank God, you know, with the internet and technology, that people have become a little bit more aware of how 
to heal themselves through uh, herbs, vitamins. Can you give us some tips on how we can take a step? I'm just imagining somebody right now listening to this podcast and thinking, well, what, what are the first steps? How do I, how do I make that change to better lifestyle, better eating? Could you, could you tell folks how they could start out the simple things they could start with? Put them on the right path. The simplest things that we can do is to, first of all, cherish this temple. That's the first thing we can do. And to understand that it's on loan. And when you lease that car, you take extra good care of it because you have to give it back one day. So that's the best thing that we can do. Secondly, I think that people really believe that a healthier lifestyle is expensive. And eating good, clean food is expensive. But I have four simple steps to help you get perfect health for free. And the first one is drink a glass of water every hour that you're awake. The sec- that's right, because hydration is key. Look, I'm the like, sec- let me get my pen. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. I'm writing them down. Go ahead. <laughs> and, 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 and keeping everything hydrated and everything moist, that, mu- that mucus that you feel tickling in your throat and that's in your sinus cavity right now, that mucus cannot move out unless it's hydrated. It has to have liquid. It has to be hydrated from within, not externally, to move it out for you to be able to blow your nose so that when you cough, you can actually produce something. And you actually, water is nature's elixir. You can't stand up and sit down without pain, without water, because if you have a lot of creaking and cracking, drink you are dehydrated. And I don't mean something wet. I mean water. Water. The What's, real the H2O. What's the second one? What's the second one? Pee and poop when nature causes you to pee and poop. So <laughs> if you drink a glass of water every hour that you're awake, your natural responses are going to kick in. And you know what? In America, we don't want to be inconvenienced. We want to take right. another phone call, go to another meeting. We pee shy, don't want to pee in public, want to wait, even worse, wait till you get home. Right. So there are a lot of negative ramifications for holding on to waste when your kidneys are cleaning the body every 15 minutes. So every four, four times an hour, your kidneys have done their job and this is and deposit that waste in the bladder. And this is why bladder cancer is the new cancer on the block, because people don't want to pee. Right. The next thing is number three is go to bed at 10 o'clock. Now, I I think I saw an interview about this because someone was asking about hypertension. And I just thought this was so interesting. Can you share that with us with the going to bed at 10 and the correlation between those two? Absolutely. And it has everything to do with your circadian rhythm, the circadian clock. It's it's again, that's a nature thing. You're upset about that. Speak to God. All right. Moses and those guys, they rose with the sun and they went to sleep when it got dark. We are spoiled by electricity. People say they're night owls. No one is a night owl. That is a misconception. We are designed to go to bed. When I got the news of the time of this podcast, I don't know what time you air, but when I got the news that we were going to record at this time, I went, oh, what time? <laughs> Day's over. Right. <laughs> so that because the body is healing itself with the moon, the sun gives us energy, the moon heals. And so you need two hours to get into a REM state sleep. So really you should be to bed by 10, which allows you to get into that state by midnight, which is when the endocrine system is being healed. 
And if you if you are awake too many nights in a row, then that starts to affect the high blood pressure. So here's the deal. Prescription medication nor herbal medication really helps that hypertension, but going to bed does. Wow. I'd never heard that, but that is so good to know. Yes. You get also... my tail up off the couch and get in the bed. Exactly. What are you doing up all night anyway? Watching Netflix. Watching TV. I know. <laughs> now, a good binge watch every now and again, yes, on a consistent basis, habitually. I can be in a room of 100 people and I will ask everyone who stays up, who stays up past 10 o'clock every night, all those hands go up. How many of you have high blood pressure who stay up past 10 o'clock? The hands go up. How many of you go to bed habitually after 11, after 12? I, I rest my case. Right. Never fails. And the final thing that you can do, number four, is to exercise. And I don't mean with a gym membership. I mean, walk around your house, go outside, get some air, put some fresh air into your lungs, let vitamin D seep into your eyes, because that's the real vitamin D. And, and just go up and down the stairs in your home or outside. You do not need a gym membership, but you do need exercise, deliberate exercise, walk to the corner, walk up and down your driveway, all kinds of ways you can get exercise. You can even park far in the parking lot when you go grocery shopping and walk to the door instead of trying to get that first spot by the door. And you can also walk around the mall or take a spin around Walmart. Don't spend all your money when you do it, but... (laughs) Walk around Walmart. And because Walmart uh, is generally a couple of football fields. Right. Or Costco or Sam's or Ikea. Get your walk on, put your shoes on and get your walk on. Let's go. Let's talk about our people because I always like to talk about our folks because, you know, health, hypertension, um, diabetes, it plagues us. And so we've got heart disease. We've got various different types of cancer for black men. It's prostate cancer for black women. We're seeing just incredible numbers of women dying from late uh, diagnosis of breast cancer. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can do to try? We've already talked about a little bit about hypertension, but diabetes as well. And how, because I think a lot of people, you know, we always think diabetes, sugar, girl, I got the sugar. But, you know, a lot of times I think we think, well, if I stop eating sweets, I won't have diabetes. And that's not necessarily true in all instances. Can you tell us a little bit about how we can help ourselves with these two serious, serious health, chronic health issues, hypertension and diabetes? For for sure, with hypertension, go to bed. That's hands down. That's the first thing. Losing weight also helps. With diabetes, the best thing that you can do is to understand that you don't catch it. Just because Mm -hmm. mama and auntie Nim have diabetes doesn't mean that you will get it or, and that's not the reason why you have it. Mm -hmm. I contend that what we pass on to one another are recipes. You know that macaroni and cheese with five cheeses and that pound cake with the secret recipe that nobody knows, but all the women in the, yeah, the, all that food that you know killed your granddaddy, but you want the recipe. Really? Why are we doing that? That we have to stop. And I am tired of the notion of I can eat whatever I want to and not get sick. It's not true. Right. Because we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of 
um, well, they call it fat shaming. So women are being more uh, accepting of who they are and I'm healthy, I may be heavy. And to me, it, it's so dangerous to put that out there to say, well, I'm, you know, 250, 300 pounds and I'm okay with me because I love me. It just seems like we're getting so far away from the idea of how important, you know, taking care of your body is to me. Yes. Yes. I understand the self-esteem part of it. And I'm grateful to know that they have a high level of self-esteem because for so long that has absolutely been bastardized in our community without a doubt. However, you know the deal. You know that you're labored when you walk. You know that you're not running because you can't. You know that your legs chafe when they walk, when you walk together and that, you know, that you have this steady supply of, of shipments from uh, Spanx. That's, that is not the answer that gets some control over that and over ourselves. And what we need is more self-control. That's what we need. And we need mindfulness because one of the things that I'm very concerned about, Olivia, is the fact that there's this whole craze over uh, people being vegan. And I'm not shaming veganism. Don't, don't at me. Okay. Don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that the notion of veganism is, is correct, but I like vegetarianism more. Because I see people posting in vegan groups and there's not a vegetable in sight. And they're eating all of these fake foods, like a carton of eggs, the the poured carton. Oh, thank you so much for the recommendation on these vegan eggs. They're great. They scramble up just like the regular eggs. And I said, let's take a look. I got kicked out of the group, by the way. Let's take a look (laughs) at... Let's take a look at these eggs and these ingredients. First problem is an egg should not have an ingredient. I'm going to let that sit. All right. There's an ingredient list on the side of that carton that is yay, 10, 12 multisyllabic words that you can't pronounce. When looking up those words, they are overwhelmingly saccharides, sugars, phosphates, plastics and and salt Mm. and you call that healthy to hold on to your veganism you're really better off eating the egg and all of those fake protein beyonds impossibles and all of those kinds of pseudo meats and i had a patient one time who told me that i wouldn't find anyone who had a healthier diet because he was eating these fake meats three times a day to get his protein. And he ended up in the hospital with a shredded stomach lining. And I had warned him two weeks later, I need you off of this immediately. Wow. Immediately. Because this is the reason why you're constipated. I don't know. You, I don't, well, well I, this was a waste of my money. Okay. Call me from the hospital. Mm. Now, I, I never do anything like say, like I did with my daughter when she get in trouble. If I tell her to stop, I'd say, see, I right. never would I do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I kind of warned you. I did. And so the notion of, because cornflakes and Coca-Cola is a vegan meal. Ugh. Ugh. 
exactly. But what what we need to get back to is making our plate look like the rainbow. Yes. That's what we need to do. It needs to look like the rainbow. I start with a plate of salad and I put everything else on top of it. Yes. Yes. Red peppers. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, with every meal. Okay. I'm the saute red pepper queen. <laughs> and back to your question about heart disease. Heart disease has everything to do from my studies and my experimentations and my hypotheses and 21 years of clinical work, a filthy colon. That's what heart disease has to do with. Everyone who I know who has heart disease suffers from constipation. Wow. And the, the, the colon is just under the heart. And when you're constipated and not moving out that waste, then the colon lining is so thin that that those that starts seeping out and food particles get trapped into the heart, which makes a sticky valve into those valve muscles and starts attacking the heart, which makes the heart muscles weak and makes the heart mushy. And those kinds of things tamper with the heart functionality. So, Hmm. so we should ask the question additionally, instead of throwing medicine at it, are you chronically constipated? Do you have a history of constipation? But when they say they have a heart issue now, because I know I've had so many clinical studies on my own to determine, I just ask them, how long have you been constipated? Mm. And they go, how did you know? No. Wow. How did you know? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Additionally, one thing that we have to look at in our community is the traumas that we've endured emotionally because naturopathy is mind, body, and spirit. And the traumas that we have endured when I examine and I look at a person's tongue, even when I do a phone appointment, they have to send me photographs of their eyes, their tongue, and their face because the face is a roadmap to telling me what's going on with your body. And if they have a line down the center of their tongue, I always ask who or what has broken your heart? Because that's the acupuncture line for the tongue. The tongue has acupuncture points as well. So does the face, the hands, the feet, the back, the legs. And so the whole body, really. But the tongue has acupressure, has acupuncture points. And the middle, the median line, the median of your tongue is the heart line. And if there's a crease there, it's an indicator of a broken heart. And without fail, the person can name it can name what still has broken their heart. And a broken heart, literally broken heartedness can really make you sick. Wow. I am blown because I'm like, I can't wait to get into a mirror and look at what. <laughs> that is so interesting though. I've never heard that. Yeah. 
Because people always talk about the white coating on the tongue, but I've never, I've never heard this. So here we go. I've already learned two or three things just in this brief conversation. That is deep. Yes. That is deep. Wow. You know, I, I remember watching Dr. Oz, didn't watch it a whole lot, but I remember one thing that he used to always say, that our health is in our gut. If you don't have a healthy gut, there's a pretty good chance that you're not, there's something's going to go awry. And so when you're talking about that, what is, I'm trying to figure out how I can put this. How many times should a grown person be going uh, number two? Because as we're babies, every time we eat, you know, you babies, they eat, they go to the bathroom. But I have talked to people once a week, twice, three times a month. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you know what the next question is after that? What's that? Name your diseases. Just tell me what your diseases are. Because you automatically know if they're constipated. Wow. It has that much of an impact. That's correct. And a healthy body should, is three to five times a day. Wait a minute. Three. You, you gave the answer when you said, wait a, a minute. Baby, you a said baby. three to five times a day. I did. You said you, you gave the answer yourself, Olivia. You said a baby goes every time they eat. And so should we, what changed other than we got bigger. Right. The three to is, five times a day. Yes, indeed. And that's healthy. That is healthy. And you should also pee every hour and your pee should be clear. Ooh, I know people right now listening like three to five times a day. <laughs> and do that. Here's the other thing that when here's a good measurement. If you're drinking the water, you should put your, you should drink. Your pee should be clear by noon. Your darkest should be as soon as you wake up in the morning and it really should not have any odor unless you've had asparagus, good old asparagus. Okay. Yes. But, but by the, as the day goes on, it should get lighter and lighter. By the time you get ready to go to bed, it should 100% have no color at all. All right. If you still have color in your pee when it's time to go to bed, that means that you are taking to days, today's waste into tomorrow. So now you're compounding. Now you're just stacking. And if you don't get rid of that every day, it's it's so wonder that we have a sick society. Because America runs on Duncan, and this is why America is sick. Girl, and I love me some Duncan Donuts. But you're right. I am sitting up here like, wow, that is crazy. Because, you know, you go to a public bathroom at the movie theater, and you know how you have to wait in line, and you go in right after somebody, and you look, and it's like, why... Am I looking at damn near brown urine? There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong. Okay. I saw that one time in a beauty salon with, I went into the bathroom behind a 16 year old boy and he didn't flush the toilet. And so it looked like an 80 year old sick man's pee. And Mm -hmm. so I went to look for his mother. It had foam and everything. That means Mm -hmm. that's diabetes. Okay. I went to look for his mother. Rule number one, don't ever tell a, a child's black, a black mama that her child did anything wrong in the beauty salon. That's, yes, that's rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> it 
was like World War Three up in there. He didn't flush the toilet. I said, okay, okay, stop, stop. I'm a doctor. I'm glad I saw it. So we called him over and I quite simply asked him, when was the last time you had water? Do you know he couldn't remember? Mm. And he was drinking some kind of Arizona something or some kind of tea something right then. But I said, well, when was the last time you had water? And he did not remember. So since me and the lady were in the salon, we're on the same cycle. So the next time I saw her, she said, I took him to the doctor and he was teetering really close to diabetes. I'm so glad you said something. And now he said, I drink my water now. I drink my water now. And wow. He was happy and so was mom. But if we see something, say something, we have to get back to the village mentality. We have to stop being afraid of these babies because if we get them one-on-one, they are, they show respect. I I remind, tell them all the time, tell me how you're going to pull up them pants. I helped a boy. (laughs) Like, Tell me again, how you going to carry that and pull them pants. I I said, I can't see you go down like that. Give me those drinks. Uh, Where's your table? I'm going to carry the drinks. You hold the pants. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. Auntie. Good looking. Good looking. Right. <laughs> but you know what? That is so crazy because I think a lot of times people just don't understand simple anatomy. Like a lot of times when you ask people about their kidneys, they don't even know that they're back here instead of, you know, oh, right here. They don't know. They don't know how their bodies are set up. And so, you know, when we get sick, then we take an interest in what is going on. Whereas if you've known before, you could have had those preventive measures. You could have taken care of yourself. That, you know, I just, wow, that, that is, that is amazing to me. And a young person at that. A young person. But you know what? You never know why you are engaging in good health or striving to maintain it because we just don't know what we'll be confronted with. True story, quickly. I embarked on this wellness journey when I was 17, a senior in high school. When I went to college, I was like the village healer. I had boxes of supplements and people would literally come to me if they had to take a test the next day, go to that track meet, go to the football game and they and health services was closed. Okay, right. I was it, right? Word got around and I would help people. I'd give them something really nasty, but they would feel better by morning and they could take the test, go to the football game. Well, fast forward to my new moving to New York and meeting my Prince Charming that I married in a very short period of time. He married me knowing he had full blown AIDS Mm. and I did not contract it. That's right. And I count, I count that as a blessing. First of all, I'm God's girl. And it's because I have covered by the blood of Jesus. I'll just put that out there. And then I also have a rock solid immune system. Yes. And I know it. So that helped give me protection. And some people say, oh, you have to be careful. That's a story of one. I'm like, it's a possible story. Tell everybody. Right. Why wouldn't you want to share that? You know, know? and and right. And and y'all, I beat AIDS. Ain't nobody scared of no COVID. (laughs) Like what? And that was going to be my next, that was the next move that I was going to, you know, that thing just kind of hit and I think it just did something to our society because to me, folks just ain't been right since 2020. And, you know, like you said, the mind, the body and the spirit, I think a lot of people took on a lot of mental 
that it was just mentally, you know, a struggle for them being, you know, locked up in the house with their families. And then, you know, there are some people, my oldest brother's one who is a person that has long-term COVID is dealing with that. And I just don't think people have been right. So for, for you, what do you think was one of the, other than the virus itself, that put people in such a situation where we are where we are today with our health? Because I, I honestly, I don't think people have, have recovered mentally from COVID. You're right. I first of all think that fear had a lot to do with it. And I think a lot of people found themselves in an unhappy state and realized how much they either love their family or didn't love their family being locked up with them. Right. We personally here in the Brookshire, we had, we had to, we did to get down. Okay. <laughs> and during that time also people found themselves with disposable income because they weren't going to work. They weren't spending money on transportation, things like that. People were satiating themselves with food and it wasn't always good food. I was making gourmet health meals and posting the this is what we had for the cauliflower rice and all kinds of goodies and sauteed red peppers yes. on top, those kinds of things. And but people were posting their baked goods and their non-organic baked goods with their white bleach flour and their white sugar. And I think that people's immune systems got depleted. One thing that happened for sure is that the vitamin D was depleted, definitely, because people weren't going outdoors okay. and and so my vitamin, my personal vitamin D went to 15. My daughters went to 20 and we got to work on the su supplementation that I know clinically moves that number. And then in 30 days, you know, I was way up there in the seventies and she was in the seventies also, but we weren't going out. And I just wasn't thinking about the vitamin D connection initially. Like, oh my gosh, and that vitamin D is in a toilet. And that too, because when your vitamin D is low, it cannot transport the rest of your nutrients. Wow. See, so that's why it is a, a, a good protector against the virus. And so I, that's what I think happened to a lot of people that they, their, their immune health went dipped even lower during the time of quarantine. And then, of course, oh, let's not mention staying up all night binging. Didn't have to be, didn't have to be anywhere. Had to be anywhere. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it, Benjamin. Wow. Yeah, my, yeah, my husband movie cheats on me because I'm I, I get up and watch early, and he stays up all night. So, <laughs> wow. So, uh, ask the good doctor. Yes, ma'am. If someone wanted to get in touch, that they're thinking, I need to talk to this woman. Do you do personal one on ones? Because I think I read somewhere where you say you go into people's homes and throw out the bad and take them to get the good. Tell us a little bit about that. That's called a kitchen clean out. <laughs> I do a kitchen clean out. We do it on Zoom. I can come in if you live in the tri-state area and we just go in and you take your, I go in your cabinets or you open up that refrigerator and put that camera in there and I go, that, that, that got to go. But you have Are to people resistant to that? to that? Are they resistant no, or? They're not resistant because when it gets to the point when they're ready, and usually, unfortunately, Olivia, you know what happens? They get a negative diagnosis. 
There that it is. blood work is bad and they, they're ready to make a change. I absolutely do one-on-one consultations. I am at Dr. Brookshire at Outlook.com, D-R-B-R-O-O-K-S-H-I-R-E at Outlook.com. And it is, it is really important that people get themselves together. Not many people really will make the shift. They say it's too much work, but the more things that are wrong with you, the more work we have to do. If you want to maintain and preserve what you have, you're good. You want to stay right where you are. Let's help you maintain it. And if you've lost your health, we'll help you reclaim it. So Mm. that's what I do. Help you attain, maintain, and reclaim your perfect health. People say that perfect health is not attainable. And I push back. I push back because it's possible. It is possible. And, and, and age is, is just the number it, it, that has you no, know, cause people are like, well, you know, I'm older, my metabolism, you know, people look for excuses. And when yeah, I say people, I say me. <laughs> I don't excuses. go for that anymore. I, you know, and first of all, I think going to bed and drinking water, the fountain of youth, I, I'm 61. Girl, you better go ahead on. I'm 61. So water is the tea. Water and going to bed. That's what I I swear by that. Now I got to try that now. Now, So maybe (laughs) now I need, you know what I just realized is that the earlier you get up in the morning, the more time you have to do stuff. I just figured that out. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start trying to get up at seven, you know? Oh, yeah. Seven. Oh, girl, by seven o'clock, I have done a multitude. I've done more before 10 o'clock than most people do all day. I imagine so. I mean, yes. what time do you get up in the mornings? Between between four and four thirty and five thirty. Wow. Yes. I'm gonna get there. Gonna I'm gonna get, get there. there. <laughs> but that first hour belongs to me. Meditation. Prayer, meditation, exercise, do my chores. I'm good to go. It's a morning routine. I think it th- it's a morning routine. And I think once you set it. It's easy to, to, cause you know what you got to do. You know, you get up, you, you know, and no one's I calling it. No one's calling you at 5.00 AM. I promise. Right. At, at seven o'clock though, my phone starts ringing cause people know I'm up. Right. Yes. Wow. How do we find the good doctor on social media? Ask the good doctor on Facebook and Instagram and ask the good doc on Twitter. Yeah. And then on spot on all of our podcast platforms, me no lion, we'll be dropping every wellness Wednesday. Yay! This is where it's happening, baby. Mean old lion, baby. Okay. Yes. So the holidays are coming up before because I don't want to keep you too much longer. I could talk to you all day, I'm telling you. <laughs> but the holidays are coming up. What would be some good solid advice you could offer to folks for the holiday? Because you know, we we get down in the holidays. We eat, we drinks. We lay out, you know, unbutton the pants. What are some some pieces of advice you can give to people? Well, I I do a few things. Number one, if I'm going out, I pregame. What's that mean? That means that I already eat before I get to where I'm going because I don't trust that they'll have anything that's appropriate. You know, like the like the the dressing that goes with the turkey may have pork in it. Right. Meat pork. I uh, they may. You know, the version of how people want to take care of me. Look, LaJoyce, we have a salad for you. Great. <laughs> I've had a full meal. 
before I got I'm vegetarian food. too. And that's what people think. They'd be like, well, we got you a little salad here. I'm like, <laughs> okay. You. Well, I'm full, so we good. <laughs> I'm good. I can always eat salad. Make room right. for that. And on the emotional side, something that people don't talk about a lot is people do a lot of obligatory holiday visitation and spending their holidays with people they're obliged or that they feel they are obliged to be with, which causes digestive upset, emotional upset. And you're, if you're not entering into a situation during the holy season, because it is holy season, if you are not entering into that joyfully and gleefully, and if it causes you distress in any way, then you should stay away. Mm. People say, I have to go. You don't have to, have do, to anything do anything. Because why should you sit across from the table from Uncle Johnny who violated and you never said a word? Mm. And here he is again at the table. Mm. I, I do not agree with the sentiment of forcing people to be where they don't feel comfortable or when they don't feel at ease because that ushers in dis-ease. I so see the correlation. The, yes. Yeah, so for the holiday season, for these holy days, these precious holy days that are coming, make sure that they are joyful. That's so important. It That's is. so important. And we always see people, folks, arguing and fighting and stuff during the holidays and at funerals. And so I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes. And we know, you know, the person who's going to get drunk and cuss and fuss and pass out. And, you know, how about this year we do something different? And it starts with me saying, no, I'm not going. How about we do it? We get a new tradition. Exactly. Yes. And I'll call Big Mama and tell her how much I love her. But I'm not coming. <laughs> I ain't coming. I ain't going to be there. No, no. And but don't it's be afraid we about ground. it either. That, that part, don't be afraid. Stand your ground. But see, when we swallow the things that we really need to say, this is why 99.7% of thyroid issues belong to women. Because when you swallow your truth or swallow that lie and don't speak it, thyroid problems. Whoa. Yes. That is deep. So speak your truth. Speak and stand on it. Yes. Stand only on the, it. Only the truth will make you free. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth about the truth? That is. What you can also do is, if you're on your wellness journey or you know that you're about to start your wellness journey, eat until you're full. Splurge, eat a piece of pot, pecan pie, eat a piece of lemon meringue pie, and then tomorrow get back up. Take home one plate, not the whole platter. Okay. You know, and then so you don't have to cook the next day because it'll be a late night and then you're good for the next day. And then the next day, get back up. I tell everybody, say, okay, I'm going to follow my plan on, on, on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I tell them, no, you're not. You're going to have dinner with your family. You're going to have fun with your friends. And then the next day you'll get back up. But you want to get to the point where one meal is not going to shatter your whole world. That one meal is not going to teeter you in a negative direction. 
but you got to do some work to get there. And I'm exactly. here to help. I'm here to wow. help. Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire, it has been amazing talking to you. Um, I hope those of you who are listening will take advantage of the the knowledge and the wisdom this woman has shared and reach out to her again on social media. How do they find you? Ask the Good Doc on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Ask the Good Doctor. Absolutely. Thank you so much for accommodating me. I appreciate it. I enjoyed you. And I just wish you continued success with everything you're doing because you're making a difference in people's lives. And that's important. We need that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's going to do it, y'all. Take this wisdom and run with it for a new year coming. And we will talk again soon. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.